Welcome to the Injury Law Pod, the podcast that explores and demystifies the complex world of personal injury law. Each week, Missouri personal injury attorney Eric Bartlett dives into the legal issues surrounding personal injury cases to help you understand your rights and options when seeking justice and compensation for personal injuries. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the world of personal injury law together. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Injury Law Pod. I am your host, Eric Bartlett, 27-year personal injury lawyer. And this is the podcast where we discuss everything personal injury related, whether that's a car accident, a work injury, a slip and fall, a dog bite, some other dangerous condition that has caused injury to someone and it's somebody else's doing, that's what we're here to discuss on this podcast. We hope you find this podcast useful and full of information that you can use. And whether you're going through an injury claim you know somebody that's going through an injury claim, or you're just interested in learning more about one part of the law, you're at the right place. We're here to break it down, make it simple, answer questions. So today, if you're listening to this podcast and not watching it, you may get confused. I will warn you on the front side. This is going to be a podcast episode where I am going over the work comp disability chart and going over how it is that the system works to evaluate disability claims and eventually lead to a settlement. And so on the screen, I'm going to have a couple different exhibits, if you will, uh, to help explain the process. And so again, if you're tuning in just by audio, this one could be a little bit confusing. So I would recommend finding this where you can watch it and it will make a lot more sense. So today, what I'm going to basically do is run through with you what I essentially do with my clients that have work injury claims. There comes a point in time where the medical treatment is done and it's now time to focus in on getting a disability settlement. And so I have to go through with my clients exactly how we come up with some kind of dollar figure that eventually leads to a settlement. We don't just get to make up numbers. Work comp is a creature that was established by law. Everything is regulated. Everything is set out on how compensation will occur. And so that's what people need to understand and know 
when they're dealing with a work injury claim so that they know what is fair in the system and what is not fair in the system, maybe more importantly. And that all comes down to whether you end up just going on your own and taking what the insurance company offers you and then realizing that it could have been so much more. So first up on the screen is the chart put in place by Missouri law, breaking down the body into various weeks of disability. And so if you look at this chart, you will see obviously a very large right in the middle. You've got body as a whole, 400. So what that means is if you have an injury that is considered a body as a whole injury, 400 weeks is the amount of disability weeks we're working off of to evaluate the residual disability to that body part. Generally speaking, the areas of the body that come into play for that particular level, that 400 week level, are injuries to the head. So for example, a concussion, the neck, and the back. Those fall within body as a whole injuries. Now you will see that there are obviously other parts identified on that chart. You've got, let's start at the arm. So you've got 232 weeks here at the top. So that's for shoulder injuries. 222 is something just below shoulder, might be a biceps tear, something like that. Uh, then you have the uh, 210, which is the elbow area, 200, 210, elbow to forearm area. 175 is the wrist, hand. And then if you move over there to the leg, you'll see the hip and the levels that could be involved around there. The upper leg, you'll see that as well. The knee you'll see is 160, 160 weeks, goes down from there, down to the foot. And then over here, you will see that the hand and the foot are broken down more specifically in the event that you have a finger injury, a toe injury, something like that. You will see, it's also noted right here that if you rise to the level of the entire hand, that's 175 weeks. Down here, if you rise to the level of the entire foot, it's 150 weeks. And I could talk a little bit more here in a minute about why it's critical uh, to make sure if you have a finger, for example, okay, I'll just talk about it now. If you have a finger, for example, that is injured and the finger injury affects the entire use of your hand, which happens a lot. And so, so maybe you've 
had a tendon that was severed. You've got nerve damage in a finger, something like that. It's got to be surgically repaired. And now after all of it is done, you don't have the grip that you once had. You don't have the strength that you once had. Those types of things. That's where it's important that it be looked at as a injury to the entire hand, not just the finger. And I point this out because shockingly, work comp insurance companies are going to want to focus it on the finger. Because as you'll see there, fingers don't have very high weak levels of disability. But when it affects the entire hand, obviously you bump up to 175 weeks. And that can really make a big difference in the ultimate disability settlement. Same thing with the foot. As you'll see, there's the uh, various foot parts that can be valued, toes, things like that. But again, if a toe injury ends up affecting your entire foot, then we need to be talking about the entire foot, not just a smaller part of the foot. And this is critically important because, and I'm going to have a demonstration here uh, in a little bit, but it's really important because, you know, these aren't great valuations anyway. And I can give an example here. So let's just say you have your leg cut off at the knee in an injury. So you have to have an amputation. So you're looking at, if that was the case, you would be looking at 160 weeks of disability times whatever your comp rate is. And if we switch over here for a second, let's look at comp rates. So this chart, as you kind of go through, if you go here on this left column, these are the years in which an injury might occur. And you'll see that it goes down to or through um, June of 2024. So depending on when you are injured, this is going to then set out in the columns to the right, right in here, this column, this column, this column. These are the maximums. These are the caps on the disability, or I should say the average weekly wage that is considered to do calculations of disability. And so for example, if we look at the most recent, let's say it comes time for a disability settlement, you've had your leg cut off at the knee, and the maximum comp rate is $621.51. So you literally do math. And if I pull up a calculator, 160 weeks times 621.51. So basically losing your leg at the knee 
would be worth about $99,000. And that's it. But now again, now, now remember this, this is the maximum. This is the cap on the average weekly wage. So if you're not making, when you get hurt, if you're not making the wage that gets you to the cap, well, then your wage is considered on what you were making. So, you know, for example, if you're making $15 an hour, I guess minimum wage now is $12.30 an hour in Missouri. So let's just say you're a full-time employee at $12.30 an hour. You're making $492 a week. And everything that you do when you're figuring out the average weekly wage comp rate, it's two thirds of what you are making. So if you're making minimum wage, 40 hours a week, two thirds, well, that comes out to $492 a week. And two thirds of that is about $329 and 64 cents. And if you multiply that times 160, you're coming in at around $52,000 for the loss of your leg at the knee level. So this is an example of why it's just crucially important to make sure you're maximizing every part of the system that you can, because the system is really limited in compensating for injuries. I mean, I don't think many people would want to trade their leg for 50,000 bucks. I, I just, uh, you know, raise your hand if you do. So this is where you kind of get an understanding of some of the numbers that are going to play into the calculations that are made. And again, that's why it's so important that it, if an injury rises, well, you want to get your disability evaluation at the maximum level possible for the body part that was injured. So for example, let's say, you know, you have a torn biceps. Let's say it's in here. Okay. Now, a lot of times, right, a work comp doctor is going to provide a rating probably here. They might even come down here to the 210 level, 222. But, you know, that kind of an injury, usually, especially if it's it's up here, I mean, it affects everything. It's going to affect your shoulder. It's going to affect the overall use of your hand. So, you know, even though it may be 10 more weeks of disability to jump from 222 to 232, every week matters. So you want to be getting evaluated at the highest level. So with this sort of foundation on where numbers are coming from, because again, if you don't understand it on a foundational level, then you really don't have a clue as to, you know, when I'm telling clients, if, if I don't walk through this part of it with a client and I just start spitting out, hey, they gave you 5%, you know, our doctors give, gave you 35%. So what that means is this, that doesn't do you any good. So this is the foundation for understanding how a settlement is a reasonable settlement. 
And so now I'm going to switch over. I'm going to use an example. This is like I would just be talking to my client. And usually I put together a little video for my clients with this chart up and with the math done so they can understand exactly where I'm coming from and telling them this is what I think is a reasonable settlement for your claim. So I'm going to switch over. So now we're going to look at the claim of John Doe. John Doe suffered a shoulder injury. So we know by looking at the chart we just talked about, the shoulder is at the level of 232 weeks of disability. Again, easiest way to talk about it, if you had your arm cut off at the shoulder, then you would be entitled to 232 weeks of disability at your comp rate. Again, that can vary depending on how much you were making. So let's say John was hurt in January of this 2024 year. And John was making $1,000 a week at his job. So John is going to come in at the max comp rate, that's what we call it, of the $621.51 a week. But keep in mind and remember, if John wasn't as highly paid, his comp rate would be less. I see people all the time, right? Their comp rate is $250 a week. So $300 a week. It can be half of what John was making. And so when we do this math, you can be thinking, wow. So some people might be getting about half of what John would be getting for the same injury. And yes, that's true. That That is the system. And unfortunately, that's the system we work in. So again, I just can't emphasize enough the importance of maximizing the parts that can be maximized. So again, two thirds of a thousand is 670 a week. And so he's capped, even though two thirds of his average weekly wage is $670 a week, approximately, he can get no more for these purposes than $621.51 a week. So now he's all done with his treatment and the work comp doc has provided a disability rating and lo and behold, that disability rating is 5%, uh, a nice low conservative amount, which is what you can basically expect from a doctor that's getting their bill paid by the work comp insurance company. They know where their loyalties lie. It's not with you. They may have done a fine job, got you taken care of medically, but when it comes time to this work comp process, they're going to err on the side of the work comp insurance company. And of course, they can say, look, I did a great job. I fixed you all up. You're fine. You don't need anything in the future. You're good. Well, so when you have us involved, we're going to have you seen by an orthopedic surgeon upper extremity, right? The arm specialist. And shockingly, our doctor is going to give you a much fairer look at your situation. So that doctor 
is going to review all your medical records. They're going to do an examination on you and they're going to write a report and they're going to include in that report a disability rating, assuming they believe that you are at maximum medical improvement. That's the magical phrase in work comp, meaning you don't need any more treatment. Now, if our doctor sees you and you have some significant complaints, you still, again, let's just stay on the arm here. You can't use your arm in a meaningful way. You can't lift it. You don't have a lot of strength, whatever. Our doctor may think you need a repeat MRI to see if there's something else going on there. You know, people that have rotator cuff tears, they they get them repaired and then they have something called a recurrent tear and it happens. And meanwhile, the work comp treating doctor has released you, said you're good to go and you're not. So our doctor, again, is going to give you a full look, is going to talk about if anything is needed currently. And if they believe that you need something in the future, they're going to obviously give opinions about that as well. But they're going to eventually give a disability rating and it's going to be much fairer. And so, for example, let's just say our doctor comes up with a 35% disability at that 232-week level. Well, that results in a disability of 81.2 weeks. And you'll see from this example here, 5% of 232 weeks is 11.6 weeks of disability. And so how do we figure out what all this means? Well, if you go down here, you do the math and you multiply 11.6 times that comp rate of $621.51 a week on the work comp docs rating, you get a settlement offer of $7,209.52. But if you use our docs rating, you get 81.2 weeks of disability. And when you multiply that times $621.51 a week, you come up with a number of $50,466.61. So now with that rating in hand, that's our starting point to try to get somewhere much more reasonable than $7,000. And many, many times the settlement range is somewhere in the middle ground. So somewhere between 50,000 and 7,000 is the settlement range. But again, there's other considerations. What if our doctor believes you're going to need future medical care down the road? Well, and depending on how urgent and how likely, there's a chance that that gets factored in, gets factored into a settlement. Or if there's a hearing, then the judge is going to hear about these future needs you may have. And again, for settlement purposes, it may mean getting additional money above and beyond the disability amount. The other thing to keep in mind as well is disfigurement. So if you have scarring from an injury, depending on the part of the body, again, work comp doesn't value scars on certain part of, parts of the body at all. But if it's on your hands, your arms, your face, things like that, you can get disability for scarring and disfigurement. And generally speaking, that is a judge's call. 
they can look at the injury, the scarring, the disfigurement, and they will decide on an amount appropriate for that disfigurement. However, a lot of times the lawyers can come up with an agreement on an amount for that disfigurement as well. So these are the areas that you need to know to understand that having a personal injury lawyer, a work comp lawyer is going to greatly maximize your eventual recovery. Because if you stay with just the work comp insurance company thinking, ah, I'm not going to mess with it. Ah, they're going to treat me fairly, whatever. You're just wrong. You're, you're, you're going to leave money on the table because there is only one way to maximize the claim. And you've got to have the evidence on your side. See, when they're telling you, hey, this is what our doctor gave you as a disability rating. And there's, that's it. That's the evidence. So if we're going to go further, that's what the judge is going to hear. Well, if that's all you've got, you got nothing else. But when you get your own doctor's rating, that's evidence now that can be used at a hearing. And now the playing field has been leveled because now you've got something to stand on to argue why you should be getting a lot more. And, you know, generally speaking, our clients walk away with three or four times the amount of money they would have had on their own, even after paying us our fee. And remember, if you don't know, our fee comes out of the settlement. It's 25%. It's 25% of the settlement. And so, you know, if you do the math, you find out, oh, I see, this makes sense. I'm going to leave a whole lot of money on the table. So I hope this breakdown today of the charts and how the system works and putting it into practice with an example of John Doe just helps you realize that there's really no value in just going it alone unless you really just don't care to maximize the recovery you get for the injury you had and to make sure if there's future issues, those have been addressed as well. As always, I hope you found this podcast informational and helpful. And I would always ask you leave a five-star review for it wherever you found it. And if you've got a claim that you need help on, never hesitate to reach out. We're always here. Answer questions, free consultation, and otherwise be well and be safe.